0: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining XROM Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Avil, And XROM Podcast was designed with a singular vision, and that is to shape, celebrate, and showcase India's AR, VR, MR growth story, and to help you understand about this transformational technology, which holds potential to change the way we live, work, and play. Today, I have with me Manisha Fadke, Director, School of Design at NMIMS. It was a lovely conversation, and I hope you enjoyed too. So thank you for joining the XROM podcast, Manish. I really appreciate it. So can you share a little detail about your professional background and what made you take on the post of uh, Director School of Design at uh, NMIS?
1: Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. And I think um, you and your team is doing a great job by putting all these disjointed uh, pieces of the new emergent technology together. Um, so about me, so I am an alumnus of IDC IIT Bombay. And um, have a long spanning career of about 25 plus years Mm -hmm. when beginning from graphic design to information design moving to what we used to call at that time was graphic user interfaces to um, experience design my uh, special interest is actually working in uh, the domain of experience design with new emergent technologies because that's what really excites me and um, it's worth researching about and practicing Mm -hmm. Um, definitely. Um, about uh, the School of Design, I think, uh, over this long journey, um, what I noticed is the profiles that we had, uh, in the industry and the students that came in over time did not align. Mm-hmm. So most of the times we had to orient them. There was a certain gestation period before the student was, uh, productive on the job. And, uh, when this invite came to me to start a school at nmims university i found that i felt that it was a great opportunity for me to start this pathway Mm -hmm. so to start a school that is future ready Mm -hmm. uh, and especially in the design domain and that's Mm. why i accepted the challenge and now we are two years old
0: Lovely. Yeah. So I guess when you said future ready, I guess, yeah, students need to be future ready because the technology is growing exponentially. And I think all of the industries are getting impacted, especially, I think, education. I mean, that's the future, right? They are the ones who are going to change the future yeah. and they need to be future ready. They need to know, uh, uh, what the future holds because largely your education system has been traditional. So that, that definitely needs to change. A- and another thing is, you know, so far, I mean, the, the, the students, uh, it, it's either the field that the jump up taking is, is mostly commerce or, or science, you know. So, so how would you define design, and how would you convince a traditional parent who wants the kid kids to be like a doctor or an engineer? Yeah,
1: but you'd be surprised to know, Eddie, that uh, design is a fast uh, uh, moving profession. I must say, mm. to use this word, but uh, parents. And students are actually uh, quite inquisitive and walking this path of being a designer. Mm. Now the challenge here is not to convince the parent about uh, or the student to enter design. The challenge that I see in the last two or three years that I have been here is to educate the parent that the design is also uh, is transforming to a different arena so what we all know is classical design Mm -hmm. which is we have product design visual design animation film but the fact that design is now a verb which is to design for a certain effect and it the media or the end could be anything and the fact that it is going to be largely problem solving uh and it could be touch and feel products, and it could be intangible, seamless experience. Now, this aspect, which is called computation design, which is where we have moved, is something the parents don't know about. Mm-hmm. So when we say we have a graduate program, undergraduate program, sorry, in humanizing technology, uh, they think it's engineering. Mm-hmm. But it's, we are a uh, prima facie design school, and we work with design only.
0: Right, right. So, so that's where the challenge is. Lovely. So I, I mean, but do you see the parents being in hindrance? Because normally, I guess, I mean, everything. We're we largely a traditional country, right? I mean, and we 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 want our kids to be either uh, engineer or doctor, have a secure career. I mean, get at the age of twenty one, get married. Everything is like you know these yeah, blocks yeah. that we've kind of like created. So how easy has it been? you know convincing these parents because it largely starts from there right because no matter what i mean you know you, you, your your parent is, is spending some certain kind of money because they have an expectation they want you to be uh, a well-achieved person so you see like the commerce and science is the field where there's like you're gonna have these like really high-end careers so is that being a problem
1: a research uh, survey for economic diversity especially with reference to India, has put forth a new Indian uh, category. Mm -hmm. Now, who is this new Indian? It is people who have uh, relatives abroad, who travel abroad, who are on the higher middle class, whose uh, culture is not very deeply rooted in India. It is a mix in Western and India. And the aspirations also are very different. So each each one of these students or the parents wants to rise up in a certain field that the choose. So, uh, this is bringing us to a situation where parents are looking for to look at diverse fields and innovative fields in education where the student has his interest in. Exactly. Not when, where it is a well-trodden path to success like Mm. you mentioned. Mm. So, the parents also are open. Mm-hmm. To say that, okay, we didn't get the chance, but we are willing to give our students the chance. So, I don't see a hindrance there right. at all. Right. Where it costs, where the cost of education is concerned, of course, the parents are concerned about where these students will be placed and would they make a living, mm-hmm. which is uh, in some way uh, rational to the cost that they have spent. And that's mm-hmm. some answers that we have to give, but looking at where design is getting deep-rooted, especially with uh, India as being uh, the forerunner in education. So our government has done so many things in, so many initiatives right from Digital India Mm -hmm. to Atal Incubation Mm Centres, to Atal Tinkering Centres, Make in India, which is actually given opportunities for design in emergent technology. Mm -hmm. So where placements are concerned, where job opportunities are concerned or exciting work for these students it's concerned is available mm-hmm. and many companies and large companies multinational companies are staying back in india mm-hmm. to do this right, right and so the opportunities are there now uh, the parents interest is there mm. we need to bring an education that in between that aligns these two together and that's what that's right, you, you, yeah. you, you come in right. So yeah. so
0: recently, I mean, I we had come over there. I spoke spoken uh, at your college. And your the students, they are fantastic. Thank uh, you right? so much. They're, they're lovely students. And uh, so tell me, what's the student strength at this point of time? And could you share more light on the curriculum that you're building over there?
1: Sure. So. Um, yeah, I do have parents uh, telling me that I should increase the strength, but we have kept the strength at 25. Right. Uh, why? Um, because we are a transdisciplinary program, where mm. nurturing a student is as important as teaching them new knowledge. So when we are looking at a student, especially at an undergrad level, mm. we are looking at a 17-year-old, mm. which has come from a traditional system of education. In wherein design or thinking out of the box, being a propagator, is not really advocated. Mm-hmm. So to change a character of a student from there to what design needs and actually requires is the journey that our mm-hmm. student is uh, trans- transversing and also our curriculum facilitates that which means the one-on-one mentoring sessions, one-on-one conversations with the faculty is very important and hence we keep it to 25 uh about our curriculum we are a transdisciplinary uh program in humanizing technology so design has always been multidisciplinary i mean you mm-hmm. would know that mm-hmm. because you are you've been there we always look at a 360 degree view of things before we salute a problem or come with a concept uh from there we have now moved to something called as transdisciplinary mm-hmm. which means we take diverse So it could be a business angle. It's a technology angle. It's a cognitive science angle Mm -hmm. and of course what the user Mm -hmm. and develop a new uh, Knowledge or Mm -hmm. a new concept or a new product from it. Mm -hmm. So that's what our curriculum really really focuses on its transdisciplinary Uh, The second thing is which I mentioned earlier. We look at holistic transformation of a student to facilitate design Mm -hmm. Um, so, that is uh, an, another integral part of our uh, school. We are also having labs. We work in the area of building and creating. Mm-hmm. And so, we have a tinkering lab that is in that focuses on rapid prototyping. Mm-hmm. We have the XR lab which has equipments to actually deep stick into um, the handsets and the VR gear. Uh, we have a usability lab where students work on user centricity and figure out whether their their solutions are really apt. And of course, we have the workshop that every design school has. So what we are focusing on is a student that is going to work, get his hands dirty, build a product, test it, and know where it went right, right or wrong. So the the execution of the design is as important as the conceptualization of the design which is transdisciplinary so that's Mm -hmm. something also that we work on we are also getting our students uh, a taste of what we call as creative entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. so where i say where i come from is an engineer sets up a startup a management school student sets up a startup but a design student always has new ideas Mm-hmm. And he's always propagating something which is maybe five years ahead of time but there are very few that we can name uh, who have successful startups mm-hmm. so how do we figure so each one of us have studios mm-hmm. which are creative studios and we offer services but there is a difference between a startup and a studio for services right. and so what we do is we have a creative entrepreneurship module where we train the student to take their idea from a pitch from an idea to a pitch mm-hmm. uh, for a venture capitalist so nice. how do you get the students not being only job seekers but job creators as right. well so that's one thing we do another integral part of our curriculum is the research the ability to do scientific research mm-hmm. as a designer we all do empathy research mm-hmm. and uh, be in the user's shoes following them for a day but what we are also training our student is how do you take assistance from a new knowledge that is out there in the world mm-hmm. and uh, strengthen to do a data-driven design, mm-hmm. but also create papers, write an article, write a white paper, mm-hmm. uh, write a research paper on what you have propagated could mm-hmm. be just a new knowledge creation for somebody else to take up. Mm-hmm. So that is um, a research pathway that we uh, intensely start from the foundation here to the fourth year and it graduates uh a difference in our program is also that we have a two-year foundation instead of a one-year foundation in most design schools because we train our students in multi uh skills Mm -hmm. so a student moves from sketching to 3d design through design for motion through to sensorial design so Mm -hmm. that the journey uh from two D to five D mm. is what he or she makes from skilling to visualization. Mm. So the two-year foundation program takes care of the multi-scaling, also takes care of design allied subjects that we have bought f- to make it transdisciplinary, which is business, uh, technology, all the emerging technologies. So our young students actually learn to code mm. and play with technology with Arduino's and Raspberry Pis. Mm. We also train them uh, to. He- look at sciences. So, cognitive science, behavioral science, sociology, the cultural aspect of whatever uh, they are doing. So, what we are trying to achieve is to take a 360 degree view of transdisciplinary approach to design in context. So, it could be year one, today, it could be five years later, the methodology will remain the same. Hmm till we again disrupt ourselves to some more emerging technologies. Yeah. So that in a nutshell is what we offer as undergraduate program in humanizing technology.
0: Wow. Uh, th- there's quite a lot. Yeah. So, so, so this is just not design. You're building an entrepreneur. So because yes. there's so much that you're doing, you know, it's right. You mentioned cognitive science and design. Uh, you mentioned uh, empathy research. You mentioned data driven sci- science. And most, I, I think what I liked was the holistic trans- transformation to facilitate design. I think that's what is needed at this point yes. in time because students, are are being stressed out. There are there are there are lots of cases. ID uh, students who are who are killing themselves because they pushed so much, yes, right? Yes. So we need something which is holistic. I think is definitely what uh, yeah. uh, uh, holistic transformation is definitely needed. So so can you shine more light on the XR lab that you you spoke about? Yeah. So
1: the XR lab is our. St- Step uh, in the pathway of uh, the module that we offer, which is designed for immersive experiences. Mm-hmm. So we start with uh, definitely the cardboard uh, headgear to the HTCY. Uh, we have a room scale lab where we um, immerse our students in actually feeling what immersion is all about and what is uh, VR. Uh, what Could be ar and Mm. what is mixed reality Mm. so instead of um, actually learning the tech and then moving to design we actually immerse the student in the lab and let him figure out serendipitously Mm. what are the challenges uh, that a designer can opportune Mm. uh, when he's working in immersive so the lab is more um, not for only execution of their designs but it's for pre-learning mm. to even begin the module. So that's our XR lab.
0: Nice, nice. So, AR, VR, MR is being called the future of education, future of healthcare and all these. And though it's in a very nascent stage, but world over is being adopted in a big way. The uh, institutes are adopting it. So, how, uh, what are you doing? I mean, with immersive uh, education or teaching experiences. Um, so, yes. Uh,
1: given india as a, a space i think immersive education will actually we'll be able to take education to the masses right. provided we bring down the cost of the hardware um, so i think a lot of work should be done in 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 that arena now to do work in that arena requires a professional mm-hmm. and you require yes and a technology professional or a software professional, but you also require somebody who would design that uh, mm-hmm. solution and design an experience. And that's where we are moving. So, you could call us early adopters in the field of uh, design for immersive experiences, and we teach them through certain principles and elements and uh, a, a design method for working in the immersive space. So, that's something we put, we are putting out professionals who would do this job of taking education uh, through immersive media to the masses and uh, actually in a way if I can bring back so all of if you remember in villages we had something called as a bioscope Mm -hmm. yeah so if you look at the bioscope it actually told stories of spaces that you couldn't be Mm. okay and I think that's the stem of VR And now we have come to, you know, the HD survives and, you know, room scale and collaborative platforms in VR, but that's where the story started. And that's the story we can still continue given that this technology hopefully is not going to be emerging and it's going to be a technology that is widely used. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm sure it's going to be soon because, I mean, if you see it globally, almost all the big players have been heavily vested in it and uh, the, the the price points of the products are coming down. So yes. tell me, how do you see AR, VR impacting design? Largely, the, the reason I say this is because so far we've been limited with uh, or 2D platforms, right? Everything that we see and experience is in a 2D platform, right? From your books to your TVs to your theaters, to your phones, and everything, it restricts us to two D medium. With AR, VR, MR, it's it's gonna take us into the three D medium where yes. we'll be interacting with these content. Where possibly as a designer, you'll be you'll be able to go around, see the design. Yeah. So, how do you see AR, VR disrupting design? Um, it will disrupt the way we think.
1: Mm -hmm. about space Mm -hmm. right so designers have worked with space and designers have been architects Mm space designers and experienced designers in full scale Mm -hmm. Uh, but what is challenging Mm -hmm. is how would a user react with a headset Mm -hmm. and when he he or she is transported into a new world Mm -hmm. the transition Mm -hmm. of real to unreal Mm -hmm. Um, Is a challenge we need to solve. Uh, How do you do that seamlessly? Uh, The user Right from the bioscope that I mentioned Mm -hmm. is looking and wanting things that he or she doesn't experience around, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, even if it's looking at a model of a car, he or she is not going to the showroom So he wants to have a device for it So the user is wanting to see something he or she doesn't see but yet doesn't want to interact in a unrealistic way Hmm. so he still wants to tap Hmm. he still wants to talk he doesn't want to use those awkward handle devices and click and you know pick up a cup very unnaturally so that's the second challenge that I see the us designers need to solve how are we going to make it seamless Uh, given that there are few uh, except unless holographic uh, you know collaborative Uh, way of function in VR is going to be widespread, we are still dealing with devices that were made for games.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I completely agree with you so know, because yeah, at this point, the the VR devices are clunky. You, like you rightfully mentioned, you you have these handheld controllers, which takes away the freedom yeah. of like you know when you're you're really touching and feeling stuff. But yes, I mean glo- globally, if you see even Facebook right now is looking at introducing hand tracking, so yeah. you will not need a con- controller with, with their tracking cameras. They'll be able to track right. your hands, right. and then right. you'll be interacting with the world exactly yes. how you do it yes. right now. Though we actually a couple of years from, and like maybe like five years from actually uh, uh, the, the headsets to become form factor of coming yes. as, as like your normal yes. glasses and maybe where you'll be able to touch feel with the haptic feedback, the, the real world. Uh, so, so, those are, those are the things which, yes, there, there's a the problem. Those are genuine problems, and I'm sure people are working on it to solve, solve those problems. Now, tell me, I mean, education, which has largely been a very traditional, uh, in nature. Do you see, uh, these online education disrupting the, the traditional education platform? Because even now. Yes and no. Hmm.
1: So online education has been a for runner in education, uh, of updating of education mostly, Mm -hmm. or your skills Mm -hmm. uh, or knowledge. And it has been going around for some time and it is here to stay. Mm -hmm. If it is going to replace the traditional uh, university approach of education is the question that we may want to debate on. So I do not think so. Because mm-hmm. it's still not looked as a, a curriculum that is, uh, that is edited and it, it actually uh, curated for a undergraduate degree or a postgraduate degree. So, you do have, um, diplomas happening in postgraduate. You do have, um, certifications happening and that will really happen but uh, can we get a classroom view of things and you know see the transformation of the student that is um, a path that we have to cross so educators are now coming into it and they are now looking at it as a opportunity to train students or educate students at a larger scale so not really only moocs or not coursera but in a in a larger state so i think that would happen and interestingly what is happening with this with the XR is there is there are now collaborative platforms that are happening so you wear the headset and you can be anywhere and actually live in a common space
0: right exactly
1: yeah so that's uh, something personally is very very exciting yeah. so you could be anywhere in the world and be a, um, a professor right. you could exactly. have 10 students and you could have students from Around anywhere and you could have facilitators from everywhere right. and we are in an unseen space uh, and so that there are platforms that are facilitating that even as we speak today. Right. So if that actually comes um in the forerun, I think what the question you asked me will see the light of the day. So then we will have we can have actual virtual classrooms that do almost the same um or have the same learning outcomes that we at the university level um ensure the student gets. So, we always have objectives and learning outcomes happening at every module, every unit and then at a graduate level. Uh, so, I think we will be able to map those out outcomes because we are actually interacting with the student, whether it is right. real or unreal space. So, I think I am really looking forward to that particular platform being uh, right. democratized.
0: So, yes, I mean democratization of education, I think that is what… I mean, democratization of everything, I guess that's what the world needs at this point in time, right? I mean, technology is going exponentially with blockchain coming in. The government or the governance could get de- uh, democratized or decentralized. Yeah, so, so, so with AI, there could be personal teaching. Uh, the technology at this point in time is in such a nascent stage. And you rightfully said there are already platforms right now where you could be anywhere around the world, but be in a classroom with a teacher who's who's te- teaching you. So it does hold 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 promise to you know. So I I, I I recently I met this director of a media and education institute, and he was mentioning that because of the the slowdown of the economy, uh it's affecting the job market and placement is becoming a problem. So do you see that as a problem?
1: No, I don't see that as a problem Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Where, well, I'm talking only from the purview of a design student. Mm -hmm. But the rationale is that yes, there is technology that is taking away some jobs, Mm -hmm. but it's also creating some other jobs, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, when you're talking about uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning, people are fearing that some jobs will go away. Yes. So when industrialization happened, also some jobs went away mm-hmm. but then they got reskilled uh, to some other jobs and that transition is what we are um, you know grappling with right now so what jobs are going to go away which jobs are going to create and which cerebral jobs are going to be retained mm-hmm. so i think that journey uh, in the education sector um we need to keep a focus on. So, what are we bringing to the market and what is the industry um, or what is the job situation there? So, I do not really see that as a slowdown definitely. I see that as an opportunity for educators to build in uh, new programs uh, which actually work in the areas that are going to come because um, yes, uh, computers are becoming intelligent mm-hmm. but somebody is teaching them to be intelligent right. Right? right so we are teaching them to map our uh, feeds and you know track us down to give us the suggestions and predictive technology has come suggestive technology has come automation has come but with that seemingly we have freed our time so what are we going to do so the routine tasks have got free you done by the computer and you, we still have time to think of the cerebral task and the intellectual way of approaching a problem. And I think that will never go away Mm. because somebody has to teach them. So whilst I am here propagating that emergent technology is here to stay and we cannot run away from them, let us work for it, yes, we also have to look at the humans that are working with them. So the generation Z that uh, are my students come with Differences than the millennials. So, their ability to work with themselves, their ability, their um, hesitation to go and ask for help and their stuff, um, their ability to be only within themselves with the devices is not what design needs. So, design needs collaborative learning, working. And how do we then bring and use this technology to be able to facilitate those finer tunes that we need from generation said to be profiled ready. Mm-hmm. I think that's the journey if you make it right. I don't think there is any slump in yeah. job opportunities, yeah. that's how I see it really. Yeah,
0: definitely I think technology has a brighter side and it's got this downside also because I have a four year, four and a half year old kid and he's constantly glued onto this tablet. Yes. And at this point of time if you see largely I mean students, I mean kids. Would prefer sitting on the tablet or, or on a social media platform rather than going out and meeting friends or playing and stuff like that. Yes, so definitely. Technology has got this plus points where it, it it's making life easier for us, and 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 these all these other technologies like you mentioned AI and machine learning, it's going to take away jobs also. So it's got the downside too. So 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 that, tell me. I mean, the Indian education system, largely at this point of time, it, it's. Because of its rote learning, it's, it's a doldrum. It's, it's not in nice shape, right? I mean, and that needs to change now because the coming future, we are the cusp of the fourth industrial revolution. Like you right, rightfully mentioned, you're breeding future ready students. Yes. So what needs to be done to bring about a change in the education system?
1: I don't know where to start on that one, yeah. but, uh, I think we're like having, getting, you know, taking some baby steps there. So we have introduced design uh, thinking or the way a designer thinks into the curriculum. So some of uh, the programs uh, at the at the school level do have this inbuilt. We are also uh, propagating building, like create something. So play with technology, play with Raspberry Pis, play with Arduino's. You know, build something. It could be very simple, but build something. So I think we have taken baby steps there. But what is uh, what's important from my point of view is our whole rationale or our thought process of why we educate ourselves. So, India because of its population educates itself to come up to the top. So, we wa- we are in the competitive spirits all the time. Right. So, we I do not know whether we take that time to think whether I have evolved yeah. in education but I definitely spent a lot of time thinking I am better than you Yes. or vice versa. So I think we have to change both the modes of working and that is only when uh, the rote learning will go away because uh, today the only person who is successful is how much he can crunch and how much can he or she replicate but there are these uh, very young brilliant minds who think differently mm. and who want to make, who are pioneers, where well, they don't stay in this system mm. and uh, they writher and they fall off, the bud is nipped and that's what probably we need to work on. And I think the this the postgraduate programs should have a different way of uh, eligibility criteria for them, for their students, you know. So it's not only about how much marks you got, what have you done otherwise. Mm. Uh, the Job uh, seekers, the the interviewers or the employers should also ask these questions. Where it's not about what you got, mm-hmm. it's about what you have done mm-hmm. and what do you want to do. Mm-hmm. I think if we change how we are looking at things in a different way, now that India is uh, emerging is an emerging economy as well, and in India has fast adopted that we are in the experience economy. Mm-hmm. I think we can walk that path and we as uh, creators of knowledge and uh, the parents who are the facilitators of that can think differently. Mm -hmm. So, when uh, my parents come for the first parent-teacher conference, when we have that at the mid-semester of the first term, uh, we actually urge the parents that we have given you a skill attribute map. Please look at what the student is and not what the absolute grade is because it doesn't matter in the bigger picture especially in design it doesn't matter it's about how the student has transformed figured out where he lacks built the skill or built new knowledge practiced it and got better at it Mm -hmm. and we can have 25 students who are brilliant we don't need to have number them from one to 25 in whichever order you want to do Mm -hmm. i think i think that's the approach we are doing in a very small way And I must say this, that my last parent-teacher conferences last week, I had a spontaneous parent of my first batch come and talk about this and said, you know, how much that student has transformed from year one to year three by just the parent not focusing on comparative grading, but just the person. And I think, you know, if you could change that, just a few parents, I think, will be able to change how education is seen.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. So, I guess, I mean, that's 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 needed so desperately, you know, because parents are continuously running to see these kids or their kids perform at higher grades and they stress the students out, you know, when you do that, let them be. I think we'll have an education system which is holistic. Holistic and the and students will end up doing some brilliant stuff. Yes, I look so, forward to that. Yeah. So on that note, I mean, it was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, would you want to share a, a, any last note on, on or, or what your vision is for School of Design?
1: Well, the School of Design Vision is still creating these new, it's to be a hub for these new um programs which are future-ready, path-breaking and emergent technologies from a design point of view. So, if you look at any emergent technologies, I mean, you are working in XR and it's mostly technologist red. and the technologists are getting user-centricity and bringing that up. But the nuances of what we can bring, the shell or the layer that we can bring to the technology, where the technology is hidden and the user just feel seamless about it. I mean, he's using the product as if it was seamless and there is no technology or mechanics behind it. I think that part is what I'm really envisioning School of Design at NMIMS University to do. And we are Uh, you know, moving in that direction, we are also urging the industry to look at these profiles differently and uh, not look at them as classical design um, profiles that are coming up. And I'm sure the synergy will bring somewhere. The time has come that uh, the technologists, the scientists and the designers and the business uh, people have to come together to create a transdisciplinary solution for the industry as well. So, I think that's The vision. So we would work in the education space for that. We would work with the industry for that. We would work with expertise for that to propagate that. Let's get to an education that is relevant for tomorrow, Mm -hmm. where the student feels motivated and feels confident that he's, hey, I I can come out of the world and sustain it myself. There, you know, and not feel I don't know this. Mm -hmm. So I think that's my vision uh, for the school of design and. Hope we go strength to strength. Lovely,
0: lovely. So, best of luck for that. And thank you for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it.